you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. I certainly hope this finds you all well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with me, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's just loving it out there. Our, our friend Kevin, we're actually doing uh, this broadcast just prior to meeting up uh, at Camp Joy, Wisconsin and Whitewater. So keep us in your prayers. Uh, for Bemidji, we want to invite you to that. By the time you hear this, we're preparing for Bemidji, which is the first full week of October. We'd love to have you with us. We'd love to have you there at the conference. And uh, look out at Wounded Spirits. You'll find a way to get a hold of folks, the way to do that. We want you to be part of that. So, Brother Kevin, what's going on in Milwaukee these days? Wow, there's a lot going on in Milwaukee. You know, the the chapter, the new Wounded Spirits chapter is just... Uh, taken off we we had our second meeting last night the first meeting the way i do this is i do a training where i do it in other words i lead a chapter venue for two hours then the second week uh, i let them do it and i kind of stand back and and watch and offer suggestions and i'm there for any event then i take off so yeah this is my last few days in milwaukee then i'm van moosen yeah i i love milwaukee you know the food's good the people are good um, it's, you know, it's kind of crazy when you get downtown, which Kevin's not there, but they, they kind of lost the city a little bit like many have, uh, but it's certainly a great place to be. So the question for the day, Kevin, I think this is going to be the easiest one you've been confronted with so far this week is who is the father of Jesus? <laughs> God. There we go. So, you know, here we are at 66% success rate. <laughs> Hang on. So, no, that's the wrong one. 66%. So we got to, uh, we just got to thank God for that. And, and uh, you know, in these questions, hopefully these questions will sink in with the rest of us as Kevin's struggling to answer them. He didn't, he didn't really struggle today. Today was okay. So we're going to be talking. No, uh, Noah killed me. Yeah, yeah. Duh. Noah will mess you up, won't it? And, uh you know, I, I, one of the things I'm looking forward to is meeting Noah, to be honest with you. I can't wait to do that. So we're going to talk about this really tough thing today in the Bible, and we're going to be talking about dealing with rape. And, and truthfully, you know, the numbers are kind of crazy of the people who are raped. Uh, not only females, a much higher number than males, but males are there as well. And uh, some of these numbers, and they they kind of try to quantify what rape looks like, what molestation or physical abuse looks like. But I think that anybody has a hand laid on them or abused in any way sexually has been raped, in my opinion. If that be the case, it's really like one out of four or one out of five females go through something like that. So folks, protect yourself. And uh, protect your children, protect who you can. Um, the Bible, uh, you know, accounts of this type of assault against women are they're pretty gruesome. They never were covered up in the Old Testament. 
Uh, they describe three different accounts of women who were assaulted in this way, and every one of them precipitated a civil war. And so we know that's Dinah, an unnamed concubine, and, and uh, Tamar. And, uh, and we look at those that have never been covered up or ignored. We serve a God that's concerned about this in New Testament times. Uh, when somebody raped somebody, the penalty was a death penalty. Uh, but now we're on the other side of that saying, well, we've been through these terrible things. And uh, can the Lord help? Well, the Lord can help. And the Lord wants you to know that he's there for you. He's looking out for you. Uh, he's got answers for you. We're going to talk about this more tomorrow. Four things that God wants you to know. We're going to share that with you uh, tomorrow. But today when we're dealing with this, one of the verses that comes to my mind is we're to defend the poor and the fatherless, to do justice to the afflicted and needy, to look out for each other, to take care of each other, to remember over in Psalm 9-9, the Lord will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in the time of troubles. So there's a place we go when this terrible thing has happened to us. So um, my wife is a survivor of this. I was tried to be physically abused. And I'm here to tell you there's another side to life, and it's a good side, and God can get you through these things. And not that you'll ever forget about them, not that you'll ever be uh, perfectly clean, but that God can give you peace. He can be your refuge. And that there's people out there that are just wanting to help you so bad. So if you're somebody who's been through this, let us know. Drop us a line out there on Wounded Spirits. If you're a lady, we'll have a lady call you. If you're a man, one of us will call you. But we want to help you in these areas. So, Brother Kevin, this is a hard thing to pass to you, but I'm going to go ahead and pass to you um, with this idea of how God helps us deal with rape. Yeah. Boy, you know, first of all, uh, if, if you're listening to this and you've been through rape, then we are just very, uh, just, I mean, validating we have this, um, you know, awareness that's just part of what, what we've kind of become through, through dealing with these kind of people. And we're very sorry. Um, I know that you feel like you're buried in the whole, the whole thing and you, your identity is <clears throat> skewed after it. You feel dirty. You know, the, the people talk about being violated. You know, it's just the worst kind of violation, especially if it happened when you were a, a, a child. But, you know, typically we're talking about being violated by someone that's stronger than you or is intimidating or threatening you. Or it could be that they drugged you, you know, and just just, you know, got you drunk, something like that. We we know people that that's happened as very frequently happen, you know, and uh, and if you didn't say yes, then it's rape. So. Um, I think that of, of all the things that you're left with after rape, you know, one of the things often that I, the people that I talk to or deal with is, is shame and guilt because, um, when you're in that situation, you're in, you're caught between defense and recognizing I cannot escape this. And without being able to escape, you have to kind of absorb the, 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 the trauma. And, and, and sometimes it involves a negotiation. 
you know, and we get the term Stockholm syndrome from uh, from women that have been held captive. And then in trying to negotiate and deal with it, they they got so backward in their thinking or so flipped upside down. They're thinking that they um, it, they they fell in love with their captors, at least they thought they did. And that came because they were trying to, again, alleviate this thing or get out of it or make it um, make it that it's not as so horrific as it really was. Um, you know, people begin to, you know, the famous I was looking at an article not long ago of Patty Hearst back in 1974. So the members of the Symbionese Lib- Liberation Army, whatever that was, um, kidnapped her. She was the granddaughter of a very famous, very rich person. And they held her and she came out of that thing suddenly on their side. And and so here's a person, her life is wrecked, ruined. She went through all kind of uh, just abusive things. And she comes out of it with a with a machine gun and a mask and robbing places and um, saying, I'm Symbionese Liberation Army. And, you know, that's an extreme case. But, you know, just look at if you've been through a rape, you've been through some kind of a horrific thing like that. You may have during that time said, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna, I, 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 I'm gonna make myself enjoy this." Whatever the situation, that leads to a satanic assault on you afterwards. It says, "Well, it was my fault. It's not your fault." Whatever you coping mechanism you used during beforehand after recognize you in the moment of of trauma you were just totally caught off guard and it was a horrific thing now say lord i am past this thing i'm not letting it define me but rape is is addressed in the scriptures we know that that in uh, in the old testament deuteronomy 22 24 it talks about if you're you know, if you're uh, uh, then shall you bring them both out of the gate of the city? OK, if a damsel that is virgin be betrothed in her husband, a man find her in the city and lie with her. It talks about the man forcing her and um, and then how that's handled as far as did she, you know, did she um, did she truly want that or, you know, was she compliant? Was she saying, OK, but God's way of dealing th- with things is that we simply say, you know what, I'm going to own whatever I can own. But really, is a matter of the devil got me and uh, through this person and defiled me and forced me against my will. And I am now returning to God. And, and with the pieces that are left, I'm giving them to God saying, God, I want to go forward victorious. Yeah. That's so good. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in the time of troubles. Dear friends, listen, God can get you through this. We can help you to do that. And um, you're no worse of a person. I believe God will use you in a better way to help people. Um, I believe God, God has used hurt people like this more than anybody I've ever met in my life. So again, call us if we can do anything for you. We'd love to talk to you about that. We know this is a hard subject. Hey, we'll be right back. We're going to go ahead and hop in the word of God. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
So as we go into the Bible today, we continue on with the life of Christ, and we're in the book of John. We're wrapping up the chapter 10 of the book of John. We're going to be in verses 40 through 42 today. And uh, the Bible says, and went away again beyond Jordan into the place where John first baptized, and there he abode. And many resorted unto him and said, John did no miracle, but all things that John spake of this man were true. And many believed on him there. And a wonderful thing that uh, uh, Jesus' ministry continued. He had to get away from the knuckleheads. And I think, <laughs> you know, this isn't a lesson you're going to find in any commentary. But you're going to hear it from Kevin and I because we're on the scene. Folks, sometimes you have to get away from the knuckleheads. Sometimes you have to go back Amen. down to the river. And uh, and put your tent up, or if you like, Kevin, pull your uh, pull your coach up and level it out and hook up your power, and just you know one of the great things that I see about having a coach or a camper uh, or a trailer camper trailer, I think is the ability to disappear sometimes. Just <laughs> you know, Amen. I, I mean, pull up Amen, somewhere, bro. nobody knows you, nobody can. That's sometimes what we have to do. But I'm here to tell you that the greatest lesson for me in Doug's commentary here is get away from the knuckleheads. You know, sometimes being around the knuckleheads really ruin your life. Sometimes being around the knuckleheads really ruin your atmosphere. They take away from your safe zone. And he went there, and his, and his ministry continued. And, and then the people who are there with him said, everything John the Baptist said, everything he talked about you happened. And, uh, you know, they're going around. These people are starting to get right. These people are starting to say, man, this is God. They're, and, you know, there's power in truth. I think it's important we say that too, Kevin. You know, there's power. You know, there's power in God, obviously. But the greatest attribute in my life, as I'm looking at these words over and over again, are truth. It's truth. God, has, he doesn't lie. He only tells the truth. He takes us to where we're going. And, and you know, our testimony of God's truth and, and the authenticity of God is so strong because it's of God. So like we were talking about before, the knucklehead I flew next to for 15 and a half hours who turned out not to be a knucklehead but a saved follower of God at the end of that flight. There's power in truth, Kevin. There's power in getting away from the knuckleheads. Wow. No, that is everything you just said is like so good because that's exactly what I see here too. The, he escaped out of their hand. And when he resorted to the, or excuse me, when he went to the river, many resorted unto him. I like that, that he had a resort set up. That must've been a pretty cool place. <laughs> must've been some palm trees there along the Jordan. But uh, no, that means that they, <clears throat> they said, Hey, we're going to hang out here. We've been listening to both sides. Here's guys picking up stones, going to do physical abuse on Jesus. The rocks that he, the rocks that Jesus made, they are going to be used against him. And he said, uh, no way. And he escaped as he had other times. And when he got there, the people that were watching that were watching the nonsense, saw the, that they had their narrative. Jesus had his narrative. They said, you know what, as we're listening to these guys, and then we listen to Jesus, John had said, we can expect this from Jesus. 
behold the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. He's worth more than I am. He's going to increase. I'm going to decrease. I'm not worthy to loose the latchet of his shoes. And he um, was a very great healer that John, like John said. So all of these things were evident. And, and like you said, Doug, they were saying, you know what? We're just going to let the truth, the truth speak for itself. This man here is doing everything that was said about him. And he said he would do this crowd over here. The only thing that they can do is throw stones at the people that threatened them. And they were seeing through this kind of thing. And uh, it says as a result in verse 42, many believed on him there. So a lot of people, because of the, uh, of, of the news, the way that the news had been hijacked, so to speak, the talking heads in the church, yeah. the people that owned the microphone <laughs> were were so uh, so twisted in, in the way they spun everything. The common people said, we're tired of this kind of stuff. This guy's obviously telling the truth. He's helping a lot of people and they were seeing through it. And um, Unfortunately, it didn't uh, it didn't sit well with that that crowd, because in the next chapter, Lazarus is going to raise from the dead. And when he comes back after being raised by Jesus, the same crowd, the narcissists, the talking heads are going to say, you know what? We're going to have to shut up Jesus. and We're going to have to kill Lazarus, too. So it's going to be. Um, it's just going to get worse and worse. And that's the way it is with a narcissist in your life. If you're suffering at the hands or at the narrative of someone who's got you in his crosshairs, yeah. you know, the Bible says who can stand before envy. You're, you know, you'll never be good enough for them. You'll never be right enough. You'll never be sweet enough. You'll never be submissive enough, whatever it is. If you interfere with their narrative of, and it's not the truth, you are going to be in their crosshairs. If that's you, get away. Doug said it. Get away from the knuckleheads. Yeah. <laughs> Evacuate. Pull up stakes. Pull up your jack pads on the bottom of your motorhome. Get out of there and uh, and go serve God. Get some advice. Get some counsel of people that love God. And let God be the Lord and sit as the Lord in the throne of your life. And uh, it'll be a good day. Yeah, and, and and I love what you went with that, and and that's the ministry continued. You know, Jesus left, these guys left, but the ministry continued. People continued to get right with God. People continued to get saved. And so often, you know, we think when we're under the oppression of a narcissist, when we're, uh, you know, when the NWS goes off, the narcissistic warning system and those types of things, we think we're stuck. We think we're never going to have this again. And folks, I'm, I'm saying this to you, uh, not pointing my finger at you, but pointing the finger at me. I've been there. You're saying, well, how in the world am I going to continue on with this ministry? Here's this pastor, this person trying to ruin my life, who's, you know, uh, who's not even worthy. In my mind, this one time it happened to me, it's not even qualified to serve God biblically. And we find ourselves in a position far too often where we forget about the power of God and what they said a little while ago, nothing can pluck us out of the hands of God. God holds us tightly and firmly. And so sometimes when we got to make that move, when we got to move out smartly, when we got to get out of where we're at, we do it with all graciousness. We do it with all honesty, but we continue on. 
we continue to serve God. Uh, the ministry keeps on going. All we're doing is changing locations. We're removing the knuckleheads from our life. We're removing the bad things from our life. We're, but we're not removing God. God always goes with us. We're always in God's hands. Even when life is upside down, even when our hearts have been torn out of our chest and ripped into pieces, even when uh, the Lord's going to be involved, even when... When life turns upside down, when that's all over, catch your breath and know that God is still holding you in his hands, that the God of all eternity has, of all eternity has your back. The God of all eternity is going to bring you through this, and he's going to use you. He's going to, you know, God doesn't put us on a shelf. We put ourselves on a shelf. So I want to, I just want to encourage you today. I just want to console you today and say, listen, we started off and we're talking about the most terrible of terrible things happening in your life and get clear of that. You know, get clear of anybody who hurt you when they're out of jail, whatever the case may be, move out and get clear of that, but continue to serve God. And when you go through things in life that aren't that great and we all go through them, Boy, I'm telling you, when you get on the other side, continue to serve God. There's power in God. There's power in the truth. There's power in testimony about the truth. John the Baptist out there saying, and Christ is this. He was everything John the Baptist said. So believe, brethren. Hold on to what you got. Go out there today with that smile that only God can give you. Go out there today and know that God's holding you in your hand, in his hands. Go out there today and know we're praying for you. We're honored that you would take this opportunity to be with us, and we look forward to seeing you real soon. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, Recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.